0: How's it been? Hey, I'm sorry for last week. The Thanksgiving and uh all kinds of stuff going on. I didn't really have time to record a podcast. I'm sorry for that. Um But yeah. How's it been? Has anything happened in our league? I, I couldn't tell. Did some people get eliminated from the playoffs or whatever? Okay. That's how I'm gonna break it down today. Uh I'll do my normal thing. I'll talk about I'll do a little riff here for about five to ten minutes. Then I'll uh I'll call up I'll do the thing where I go through last week's games, how big like the huge games we had. I'll go through last week's games. Um, then I'll look at uh everybody's team, then I'll look at next week's games. The last week of the regular season. this is it. This is the last week of the regular season. I'll do a little betting thing. I actually won money last week when nobody was um, you know, when nobody was there to t- take my bets or watch me lose money. And then uh, and then I'll wrap it up by, I think maybe I'll call Sean. Nobody, I, I put a group, you all saw it. I texted all of you. None of you guys responded. Um, I need somebody on here with me. I might call Sean and just force him to talk for 30 minutes with me. But, uh, okay. I'll start by, I'll start here now and kind of break down the uh, the playoff stuff, right? Because a lot of this is set. My division's set. It would take a miracle of miracles. And I'm talking something that's, it's almost feasibly impossible for me to make the playoffs. Uh, and Cochran is 100% in, in the other division, but that's a literal 14 race coming down the last week of the season. It, listen, I know it's kind of confusing and it sucks that I'm going to miss the playoffs, even though I'm like, I'd be the second highest scoring team in their division. But I think this made it interesting. Trevor's got a shot for the a realistic shot for the Not realistic, but Trevor's got a shot for the playoffs. That's crazy. I think it made it fun. We can uh we can go in the offseason in excess, like was the uh division, the making the playoffs in this format, the NFC AFC format, worth it or not. But I think I think it's successful, right? We got we have a four-team race. Only one team is well, two teams, I'll count myself, are completely eliminated from playoffs. That's wild. But uh, okay, let me do that real fast. So right now, the top of the division. We have, it's of top of my division, Cochran's uncle's division. We have Sean and Stallman are tied record-wise. Sean has scored about 40 more points than Stallman has. That won't matter, the points for because they play each other this week. They are going to be the one in two seats, because even if Korn, who's in third place, would win, he'd still be a game behind the loser of Stallman-Sean. If Korn would lose and I would win, we would both be seven and six. But here's why I'm out of the playoffs. I am 121 points behind corn, which means if corn scores, I mean, let's say he has a historically bad week and scores 50 points. I would need a hundred and pretty much 180 fantasy points to uh, make the playoffs. It's not going to happen. I'm out. I've accepted it. I went on a uh, three game losing streak there. So I kind of, you know, I deserve it. And then Ali at 3-9 is completely eliminated. Um, and me and her are just playing for the first pick in the draft going forward. Um, so that's our – Corn Stallman, and Sean are going to make the playoffs. Corn's going to be the three seed no matter what. The winner of Stallman and Sean will get a bye next week. So that's what to look forward to this upcoming week. Now, now things get a little messy here. The other division we have Cockernet at eight and four, a hundred percent one seed, locked in the one seed. He's getting a bye next week. He can lose by a hundred and ninety points this week. He's still getting the bye next week. So good for him. That's fine. That's all fine and dandy. Now let's get let's get to the complicated stuff. Sko and Friend are both five and seven. Sko plays me this week. I don't really have much to play for. Um, if Sko would win, Sko's in the playoffs. If Sko and Friend win. In the playoffs, They're the two playoff teams. Okay. Cut and dry. Friend plays Trevor this week. Easy, right? That's easy to figure out. It gets complicated if they will lose. They would lose, they would both fall to five and eight. Okay. If Trevor would beat Friend, that would improve him to five and eight. And Garrett plays, I'm not sure who, I think Allie in a meaningless game. If Garrett would win, he would move to five and eight. No, no, Garrett, Allie and Korn play. Garrett must play Cochran in a meaningless game for Cochran. So Garrett would win he'd move to 5-8. and eight. That's where points four will come into play because that is the tiebreaker right now, I believe. I'm I'm 100% sure that's how it's set up for our league. I don't know if we... I'm pretty sure we did not have the head-to-head matchups um, as a second tiebreaker. I'm pretty sure that might be the third tiebreaker. But in the off chance, we would tie records. Okay, so we could have potentially four, five, and eight teams after this week. If that would be the case, or say say Garrett would win, Garrett would win, and Trevor would win, and Sko would win. Sko would make the playoffs. Then you'd have a three-way tie for that last spot. Here's where the points for it matters, okay? With Trevor is the lowest at 1,155, okay? That means that puts him... The second, the closest team to him, is Friend at twelve twenty. So he would have to outscore Friend by seventy points. That's very unlikely, right? Sixty five points is very unlikely. Okay. The only way I can see that happening is if Friend scores seventy points this week and Trevor scores one hundred and thirty. Not going to happen. I don't see a. I don't. I cannot see a world on that happening. So we can pretty much write off Trevor. But if Trevor would beat Friend. And Garrett would win. They would both be tied. And and, say Sco wins. They would both be tied for that last spot, okay? So, Friend's at 1220 right now. Garrett is at 1276. He's got a 56-point advantage on Friend. If they get tied records, it would be unlikely that Friend outscores Garrett by 56 points. That's a huge margin, okay? So, if Garrett wins and Friend would lose, or Well, hold on. If Garrett would win, he would need Friend to lose to make the playoffs, pretty much. Okay? If Friend would lose and Garrett would win, Friend is pretty much out of the playoffs. So Friend is going to be watching Cochran and Garrett's game intently this week, on top of his own game. So Friend can lose and make the playoffs. Garrett cannot make the playoffs unless he wins. Um,. Now, for the seeding, say Friend and Sko both win. That would put them both at six and seven, okay? Friend, Sko has outscored Friend by 60 points. That's a huge margin. That's how I can get it overcome. In that situation, Sko is the two seed, okay? Say Friend would win, Sko would lose, and Gary would win. That That would put Friend at the two seed. And Sko and Garrett would be tied at five and eight. That's where things get interesting because Garrett is only behind Sko by five points. That means Garrett has to outscore Sko by five points this week. Um, That's by far the most interest, interesting situation. If Friend would win, Sko would lose, and Garrett would win. Okay, that would put... A, 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 that would put by record friend into the two seed with six wins and the Garrett and scope be tied at five wins. And if Garrett outscores go this week by five points, Garrett's in the playoffs in top of scale. Did you get all that? What a fucking mess we're in. What a fucking mess. Okay. That's the, uh, that's looking ahead to the playoffs here. Next, I'll go back and look at last week's games, which were huge and which, uh, really set us up for this week. um, yeah, I think let's let's look at last week's games. Um, looking at last week's games, listen, it, it's fucking stupid. I, I I have to score. All I have to do is score 70-some points to beat Allie. Can't do it. But I put up 160 when I'm playing Sean. What the fuck, man? My team blew up. Sean still scored 116 points, which means he would have beat everybody. Ah, there was a couple games he would have lost, too. Actually, one, two, three, four, five. He was like fifth in scoring this week. A lot of big performances. Like, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, Sean, Josh Jacobs let him down. Aaron Jones didn't have a great game, but, you know, 116 points win you a lot of weeks. I scored 160 points. It's insane. And I'm still that far behind Corn, which I mentioned earlier. I'm still, what, 120 points behind Corn? Corn has been demolishing teams score wise this year. And the least, well, not least meaningful, because Trevor's still technically in the playoffs, even though it'd be very tough for him to make it. Trevor beat Ali by 2.5 fantasy points, which is just hilarious. Um, I mean, there's not much to analyze here. Trevor got good games from guys like Wayne Gallman, Robert Woods, Naheem Hines, bad games from Cam Newton and Melvin Gordon. Allie just doesn't have any good fantasy players. Jerry Judy put zero points. She started two Denver players in a day two Denver pass catchers in a day where they completed one pass. Not good. And she almost won, might I add. Okay, we had Sko um, winning over Garrett to set himself up in this good position. I was scored him by 15 points. That's huge because going into this game, Garrett had the lead, on, 10 points on Sko for points for throughout the season. Um, sko 100% did this behind his kicker, which scored him 21 points, and Tyree Kill, who had 51.4 fantasy points. It's the fourth or the ninth most fantasy points in any fantasy uh, week ever. Insane. Uh, Garrett kind of got let down by Raheem Mostert and Mike Davis. He still scored or scored 120 points. He would have beaten a lot of other teams this week, but, you know, tough luck. His losing streak is now at eight, seven games. He was 4-1. Garrett lost seven in a row. It is crazy that he can still make the playoffs. He's lost seven games in a row and he can still make the playoffs. It's insane. Um, David Montgomery, Montgomery should finally shut up for you, by the way. Okay. Corn uh, loses to Stallman, which secures Stallman in either the one or the two spot and secures Corn into the three spot. This game was only important for seeding. Had Corn beat Stallman, they would have been tied at eight and four? Yeah, eight and four. Um, Stallman's team's good, man. Got by Nick Chubb, came out 25 points. Rodgers, 25 points. DK Metcalf, 22. Calvin Ridley, 14. Uh, Corn got laid down a little bit by Brian Hill, which is a plug and play guy. I, I still won't understand why he's not starting AJ Brown. I will never wrap my mind around it. it just can't do it. Um, like, like, I, just, I mean, maybe it's a little Titans bias. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and Corn's game was kind of up in the air with, uh, the COVID thing. He had a bunch of Steelers. Um, and he didn't have Todd Gurley either. Okay. And then we had the um, Amor Redskins beat Friend. I mean, Cochran had the one seed no matter what. This hurt Friend worse because Friend was 5-6 and six and really could have secured a playoff spot with a win. But, you know, he, he still has a very good shot of at least being the three seed this upcoming week. Friend got let down by Tyler Boyd who – uh, I'll talk, I'll get into the Cincinnati stuff here in a little bit, but just a, a lot of disappointment from him. Uh, Cochran, 34 points from Antonio Gibson, huge. Kenyon Drake got you 22, and you played the right guys. You picked the right spots. You, Tannehill over Roethlisberger, though. I'm going to just keep banging that drum, especially in the play. Well, we will get that your teams. Okay, and that's a that's a recap of last week's games. Let me take a quick break here. i got an answer in email, and then I'll get back to you with – um. With analyzing your teams, sorry, Ali, I'm not going to spend much time on your team um, because they're really bad and you're out of the playoffs. There's no point for me. So I will when we get into the playoffs matchups for the losers bracket. But right now, no. Okay, let me do. Um, I kept calling the team breakdown as power rankings, right? I mean, the clear. Sorry, I was stopped from the mic there. The clear worst team, the bottom team, is Ali Walker. She has the second least. Points scored against her. That means teams are scoring awful when they play her. She only has 1,076 points. I mean, it's going to be, Sean's going to be, let me look here. There'll be a couple teams in that 1,500 club we kind of talked about earlier. You got to score about 1,500 points across the season to really have a chance of winning a title. We're going to have at least one, two, at least two teams in there, depending on, uh, Probably three, Stallman two. Um, depending on Stallman, Cochran's, and shit, maybe mine, if I have another big week. We all might hit that 1,500-point plateau or marker, benchmark, whatever you want to call it. But Ali makes the bottom of my uh, power rankings. I'm not going to analyze your team, Allie. Um, they're really bad. You made also only made nine moves, which I would criticize, but Cochran's only made 11, so I can't really say anything. And He's eight and four. But, uh, yeah, it, I, I just can't believe you beat me two weeks ago. That that fucking blows my mind. And that little gif you sent me, fuck you. I'll I'll do a post-mortem on all the teams. Um, the last week of the NFL regular season after the championship's done, I'll go through and, you know, give out some superlatives, like best waiver wire pickup, um, best draft pick, stuff like that. And then I'll do a postmortem on all the teams sometime in the offseason before the draft, and we'll analyze, like, where you went wrong, right? But Allie's 10. Trevor, yeah, you're definitely not, 100%. Second least points is 4. 11.55. You're 80 above Allie, but what are you behind? um, Friend. You're 70 behind Friend. So you're going to pretty much stay put as a second lowest scoring team. Okay, let's get into what you have this upcoming week, because this is huge, right? I, I, I still don't understand why McCaffrey is on your bench and not in your IR spot, put him in your IR spot, Picks somebody off the waiver wire. doesn't Joe Mixon, same thing. He's on your IR. Those are two guys, put them in your IR spots, pick up two guys. They could be shots in the dark, doesn't matter. Listen, you can you can cut Tim Patrick. Cut him. Jalen Rager, good looking flyer at some point, but the Eagles offense is a joke. Get rid of him. But Cole a fine handcuff. If you own Tyreek Hill, you don't. Get rid of him. Daryl Henderson's fine bench guy. A.J. Green, Cincinnati's offenses, since Burrow and Down has plummeted. It's just disappeared. Cut him. Actually, the Tim Patrick one, maybe hold on to him. Well, I want to see what he looks like when they uh, get Drew Locke and some of those quarterbacks back, even if it's not Locke, even if it's Bortles or whoever, somebody that can actually throw the ball, as opposed to that Hinton guy that was terrible watching. Okay, now let's get into your starters in this week's upcoming matchups. I, I I will never um well listen, Cam Newton's fine, I guess. I he's got a pretty decent floor, but like I do this with all the quarterbacks. We're in a ten team league. I know some people have two quarterbacks. You don't you need to find somebody better you than the twentieth quarterback in fantasy. He has a good matchup this week against the Chargers. I might like him to start this week, honestly if he's on the waiver. So if you can't find anybody else. Sure, why not? Throw him out there. Um, Melvin Gordon, love him this week against KC. They're going to have to score a lot of points. KC is a bad run defense. I like him. Wayne Gallman, same thing. Seattle's bad run defense. Actually been better, but I like Gallman. Gallman's impressed me, honestly. They, I, I remember him when he was coming out of Clemson. He was like a sixth round, seventh round pick. And I was like, I thought he was pretty fucking good for Clemson. But those were back in the – uh oh shoot, he was a quarterback. He plays for the uh Texans now. You know what I'm talking about, okay? That's that's because I had like four old fashions last night. That that lapse of a brain cell there. Um, Robert Woods, same thing. Good matchup this week against Arizona. I like him. Stephon Diggs, bad matchup. San Francisco is a pretty good pass defense, especially with the return of um the former Seahawks quarterback. Why am I? I'm so bad at this today. I'm not on my game. Richard Sherman, Jesus Christ! With the return of Richard Sherman to that uh, San Francisco defense, I. I they say Sherman never shadows, like he doesn't follow receiver round. But Stefan Diggs is primarily an outside receiver, so we'll see. I don't I don't I think it's a bad matchup. But you gotta start him. He's a top ten uh fantasy receiver. Hunter Henry, same thing. New England's whatever they they're not a very good defense, but they cover tight ends well. But once again, top ten tight end, you gotta play him. Um and then Hines. I really like, depending on Jonathan Taylor's health, I know he was out last week with COVID. I'm not sure if... I, I'm guessing it'll come off the COVID list. I'm not 100% sure on that. If he doesn't, I love Naheem Hines in what well, I think is going to be a very high-scoring game against Houston. Um, Indy has the... Houston has the 31st worst run defense. I, I expect to see a lot of Naheem Hines. And then Patriots defense against the Chargers. I hate that. Um, Chargers are pretty... You know, Herbert's a real deal. Uh, Mike Williams on the outside. Um, Keenan Allen. I, I would get a different defense about you. But that's Trevor in that spot. Okay, I don't know what to do with this. I'm I, I'm going to put Garrett down here at eight. Um, At four and eight. He's tied with Trevor record-wise. He's lost seven straight. That's fucking remarkable. And it's not for lack of trying. He's made 25 moves on the, you know, that's a that's a healthy number in our league. I think it's the third most. Yeah, me and Sco are fucking crushing it. But uh, you know, Lamar Jackson should come off the COVID list. That's a Tuesday night game now. Um, they moved it from Monday to Tuesday, so the issue is going to be. Well, you're going to get Miles Gaskin off your IR this week. You can put Lamar there if he's get gets ruled out, and pick up another quarterback. Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis both have bias. So that kind of hurts you. This week, you, there's no need to keep two defenses as as good as the Dolphins' defense has been, and they do play Cincinnati this week. I would still like the Ravens a little bit more. I think, especially if they get a lot of players off of, um, the COVID list. But I can see what you're doing there. Maybe a little bit of defense against other teams. You know, if you drop one of those, they'll be one of the first defenses picked up. Um, Lamar Jackson, you got to start him if you have him. Raheem Mostert's back and healthy for you now. He got you only nine points last week, but. I expect better things against a bad Buffalo uh, run defense. Um, Lamar Jackson is going to destroy the Dallas defense if he plays. So, I mean, I, I expect that to be the bounce back, return to MVP form for Lamar Jackson. They got to win out pretty much to make the playoffs. But they can lose maybe one game, but it's going to take 10 or 11 wins in the FC to make the playoffs this year. And the Ravens now sit at 6 and 5, so they have to win the next five games. The good news for Garrett, if he would make the playoffs, he's got a very favorable schedule for, like, Lamar Jackson, for Gus Edwards, for these guys. David Montgomery finally showed up for you. He, uh, I've, I've criticized him many times, saying he's a talentless, awful running back. He's, he's literally the bench line of, like, should I have this guy on my roster at all? It's usually a David Montgomery test. But he gets all the carries in Chicago, right? And all fantasy football is, is opportunity. He's gotten double-digit carries every week this season. Every week. Now he's only scored you one touchdown. Well, he scored you three, one rushing touchdown. That's the issue with him. I like their offense with Mitch Trubisky back a lot better than I do with Nick Foles. Nick Foles is terrible. He's getting paid like almost $30 million to be. Now I'm not going to say he's as bad as that kid from uh, Denver because that was embarrassing. But he's not a good quarterback. I, I, you know, and I, Mitch trubisky's going to start this week. I like David Montgomery in this game. Kenny Galladay is probably not going to come back this year. Honestly, he's, he's making a business decision. Um, it's Trevor. If you're still listening to this podcast after your segment, hey, same with Christian McCaffrey. They're making business decisions at this point. They're not playing for the playoffs anymore. Uh, Detroit fired their head coach. Kenny Galladay is going to just wait till next year. Hopefully, they get somebody better and as a head coach, more a more of an offensive guy. And Garrett, that you know, we'll see where next year looks. But not a bad keeper option. Terry McLaur- mclaurin has been great for you, even though they're playing Pittsburgh. You got to start him. Got to start him. He's been excellent. TJ Hawkinson, I uh, I like. I like this week against uh, Chicago. Chicago, the one place they're vulnerable is across the middle. So the Titans are are very good usually against Chicago's defense. Damian Harris has been a pretty good addition for you. You are relying on a touchdown from him. I love him this week against the Chargers. That's going to be a you can run on the Chargers. They're, New England's going to go in there, ground and pound, and try to get a W. They're not going to do it sexily. They're not going to. Back in Brady's days, I would say this is their game to put up 45 points. That's not how it works anymore. They're going to win like 24 to 9, is what they're shooting for. Like I said, this is honestly, we plan our season perfectly. This is the last week for buys. Now, that sucks if you had a crucial guy going into this week. I think the Falcons and uh, Carolina's going to buy. No, Carolina and Tampa Bay are in buy. So you're going to lose Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis, who Mike Davis is going to be the starting right back the rest of the year. He's been down the last couple of weeks. He's got a uh, you know what it's about business decisions with some of these guys? Opposite for Mike Davis. Mike Davis is playing for a contract. He wants, he's going to take this opportunity to make sure that he's a starter somewhere next year. He's only got you, uh, you know, he had a stretch there for four games where he got you six, eight, six, six. He hit 14, hit nine last week. You can live with nine. He'll be good after the bye with Denver, Green Bay, Washington. All teams you can run against. Shark, um, with with um, oh, uh, Mike Glennon, I expect uh the Jacksonville offense to be a lot better. So I, I like having Shark on your bench. I cut him earlier when uh when Gardner Minshew went out. Good pickup by you, Garrett. J D. McKissick is uh I, I just I think that 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 is going to Antonio Gibson. I think I think they're looking at the future. Excuse me. They're looking at the future and making a business decision saying um, Antonio Gibson's are back in the future. We're going to give him, I'm getting a phone call right now. We're going to give Antonio Gibson all the carries and see what he's got for us. Gus Edwards is one of those running back handcuffs. J.K. Dobbins and um, Mark Ingram were both removed from the COVID list. However, they did not play last week because they hadn't practiced in like two weeks. So Gus Edwards might be cuttable if you need the roster spot. And Matt Ryan, I'm looking at your quarterbacks and I get it. Um, I get what you're doing here. Lamar Jackson has been great. Look at Matt Ryan's upcoming schedule. New Orleans, where they're gonna have to pass. Chargers have to pass. Tampa Bay have to pass. KC have to pass, in all those games. I get it. But my rule, and a lot of people, a lot of fantasy experts' rule going into the playoffs is you, you, this now. Now that the regular season is done, you keep one quarterback. You pick one quarterback and ride with it. So. You can make your own decisions, everybody. But that's what I would do. Okay, that's Garrett's team going into this final week of the season. Let me get to uh, the next team on my list. I'm gonna. It's gonna be friend. I'm just going to the, going through the points for. It. Look, I've said this a million times. Your team should be better than your record. Like I don't, I don't, I, I hate it for you. You got a really good fucking team, and you're just getting fucked by some stuff. Deshaun Watson's great. He's really round at the corner. He's a top six fantasy running quarterback right now. This is his playoff schedule, if you would make it, which I kind of like. Indy this week's going to be kind of tough. Okay, no, I don't like his playoff schedule. Indy, Chicago Indy, that's that's kind of rough. You got to start him. He he, he like he, like He's dropped 30 points for you the last two weeks. He's never scored. The lowest output of the season was 14 points against Cleveland three weeks ago. You're, there's a very high floor here. We'll see what he does without Will Fuller, but um. Now, what I said about Deshaun Watson opposite of Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry gets Cleveland this week, which is an okay defense. But then he gets Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay. Great setup for you and Derrick Henry going into the playoffs. Um, the Titans are going to have to keep winning because Indy's pushing them for the playoff spot. Love him. He's the number three running back. He's been the staple of your team. DeAndre Swift. Um, he gets. Uh, what does he get this week? He gets Chicago this week, which I don't like, but then he gets Green Bay, Tennessee, Tampa Bay. I like Green Bay and Tennessee in the middle stretches for you there if you can get him back healthy. Like I said, dis- business decisions. Kenny Galladay's probably not playing. DeAndre Swift's a rookie who needs to prove himself in the NFL, so he's going to try to prove himself coming down the stretch here. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. This is where you got really fucked. Without Joe Burrow, I don't know if you can start anybody on Cincinnati's offense. Now, T. Higgins has gotten a fuck ton of targets the last two weeks without Joe Burrow. He's gone um, 15 targets over two weeks, which is a good baseline number for you. You need that. So maybe T Higgins is playable. Boyd, I mean, he's got you. You, you know, you want to dance with the girl you brought to the fucking uh, prom, right? But I don't know if you can with Tyler Boyd. Darren Waller, excellent tight end. You got to start him every week. Michael Thomas. I don't know what's happening here. I think as long as Taysom Hills are a quarterback and he will be at least for one more week, probably two. I I just I don't think I don't know. Don't know. I don't know what to do with this. He's gotten eighteen targets over the last two weeks, which you like. Um, and they ran him against Denver. Um, I you gotta start him. You gotta have you the outside's too great. It sucks you're losing Chris Godwin and DJ Moore in a must-win game for you. Not a must-win, but um, in an important, very important game for you. There are bye weeks. You'll get them back. J.K. Dobbins is going to come back off the COVID list. He should play next week. Nelson Aguilar, um, I expect with the injury to their um, running back, Josh Jacobs, them to throw the ball a lot more. Nelson Aguilar has been great for you. Mike Williams coming down the stretch here. I expect um, Justin Herbert to also try to prove himself. To whoever's gonna be his next coach, because that coach, uh, Anthony Lynn, is gone, gone soon. Uh, but look, look, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Denver—all good, all bad pass defenses. So I like Mike Williams as maybe a spot starter. If you know you lose Tyler Boyd, P. Ryan's a uh, hand. It was a good flyer. You know, Cincinnati might go youth movement, but I don't know. I don't know if I like my Cincinnati's offense. And Zach Moss is a fine thirteenth guy for you. I like your team, man. I really fucking do. I you just kind of got fucked by injuries and absences and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Moving on to my what are we at? Sixth team. Tyler Belasco, my friend, who I FaceTimed with a little bit um coming after I picked up Sean in Huntington. Hold on, my team, your team's loading for me here. Okay. Kyler Murray's shoulders clearly clearly hurt. Now, I, I said this earlier, you got to dance with the girl you brought. you got to dance with the one that brought you there, right? Kyler Murray's got you to this point. He's got you your five wins. But seven points last week, 19 the week before, and what looked like two very good matchups. Now, you get the Rams this week. It's lucky, fortunate for you that you don't have to win this week to make plus. You get the Rams. Very tough uh, pass defense. Giants. Kind of tough pass defense. Bradbury's a good lockdown corner. He'll be following Hopkins. Philly. Mm, you can probably throw in Philly. And then San Fran, tough pass defense. Your playoff schedule for Murray is tough. However, he's the number one quarterback in fantasy, so what are you going to do? You're going to start him. Uh, Zeke, not saying he's going to make a business decision, but you know, don't be surprised if he comes down with tweaking an ankle or something here lately. Awful game against Washington. He's got a tough matchup this week against Baltimore, but then 14, good week against Cincy. And then tough weeks against San Fran and Philly. Philly's run defense is well better than pass defense. Same San Francisco just has a good defense. I mean, what a week to start Frank Gore. You got your ten points. That's that's what we should call Frank Gore ten points. Frank Gore has had double digit carries every week of season but two. That's fucking insane. I don't know why Adam Gase is still a head coach in the NFL unless they're intentionally trying to lose games, which I get. Maybe they are. Um, you just I I. It's amazing to me you're starting him. It just makes no sense. But um, I I will say this: good they, good matchup against Las Vegas, good matchup against Seattle, and then uh, Rams and Cleveland are kind of tougher matchups. Not super tough, but tougher. So I I, I mean, if you got to keep starting him, you got to keep starting him. Tyreek Hill exploded for fifty points last week. That was insane. He's the number one receiver in fantasy, and he's awesome. I don't you know, he's good for. He's gotten you twenty nine targets the last two weeks. That's insane. Um, let's go over his playoff schedule real fast. Denver, kind of tough, but not super tough. Miami, tough. New Orleans, tough. Um, and then Atlanta, great championship matchup. When I say tough for New Orleans, it that's not that tough. They're, they have a great run defense, a kind of bad pass defense. Miami's the opposite. Kind of great pass defense, kind of bad uh, run defense. So, take with that what you will. Amari Cooper, who's only going to benefit with the return of Dalton. Um, and dawn has got something to prove, so they're going to air the they're going to throw the ball around a little bit. Um, I've I went over the Cowboys' schedule earlier with Zeke. Um, Austin Hooper gets Tennessee this week. I mean, Tennessee can't stop anybody through the air, so look to play him. Debo Samuel, don't like that. He got you 18 points last week if you started him, but he's only played five games this year. And in every other game but last week, he's gotten you six, three. He did get you 15 in Week Six against a good defense in the Rams, but then nine, then missed four games. Good flyer. I, why not start him this week? This week does matter to you, but in the playoffs we'll see. Let me look at his playoff schedule real fast for the 49ers. Buffalo, tough. Washington, easy-ish. Dallas, super easy. Arizona, pretty easy. I, I you know, we'll see. We'll see what the 49ers do. I don't think is coming back. Business decisions. It's business. Okay. Um you don't have Fortnite this week to buy. John Brown's on your IR. You can honestly cut him. He's gonna miss the rest of the season. Same with Tariq Cohen, just cut him. If you want to keep John Brown, cut Cohen, put John Brown in your IR. Zach Ertz is coming. He came off the IR. He's probably going to play this week. Um, I like him and Dallas Goddard both as starters. Um, Corey Davis, is Corey Davis might have to start for you, buddy. He's gone. I mean, I'm looking at this. He had a goose egg in week nine against Chicago, but very good defense. Other than that, he's gotten you below 10 points three times and gotten you above 10 points. Four times. I, I, I kind of like him. Especially, like I said, super easy. Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay. All those are bad defenses. I, if you have Titans over the playoff stretch, Korn, Brath, and A.J. Brown, listen to me. Play your Titans over the stretch. Um, Belage is done the charges. You can cut him. And I liked your Ahmed pickup. He had a little juice to him. We'll see what he does when um, – I think, think Gaskin's coming off the IR this week. We'll see what um, Ahmed does for Miami. Okay, and that was my first five teams. i putting my team at five. I, I mean, what do you want me to? What do you want me to say? My team's should be better than they are. I don't know. Fuck me, right? No one wants to hear me talk about my. Most of you guys skip. You're not. You're the segments that aren't you during the stretch anyway. So I'll just breeze past my team. And then I'm gonna throw Cochran in here. Now that's gonna be controversial. cochran has got more wins than. Korn, Cocker's going to go deeper into playoffs probably because he's got the buys, so he's at least going to win a playoff round. But I like Corn's team a lot. Listen, Ben Roethlisberger. This is going to be your debate going into the the playoffs here. Tannehill versus Roethlisberger. So, Roethlisberger's playoff schedule is Washington. Um, That's not bad. Buffalo, um, not good. Cincinnati, you love that matchup in Indy. So, you got two matchups you love. Who you don't like. Tannehill, who's been the better quarterback all year, might I add. He's the ninth best quarterback. Roethlisberger's the 15th best. Tannehill, like I said, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay, those are all good defenses. All good defenses. Tannehill's got you less. Well, here's the. Well, I'm not getting into that. Tannehill's good. Sorry, Tannehill, especially over this playoff stretch here. I don't know what to do with Alvin Kamar. Don't know what to do with him. He's been awful. Without, um, well, not awful, but like not up to his standards with Taysom Hill quarterback. You'll like him against Atlanta this week, even with Taysom Hill quarterback. Here's the thing, though. Taysom Hill, three yards and out, Taysom Hill's best running the ball himself. So that's going to be, I don't know. Then you get Philly. Don't like, I like, I like. here's the thing with Kamara. Whatever we, a defense weakness is, um, Kamara can exploit it because he's such a good receiver or runner. He's got Atlanta, Philly, when you're, when you're by for Philly, so don't worry about it. But then Casey Minnesota are two bad defenses. I like, like your playoff matchups there. Um Antonio Gibson, the number five fantasy running back. Eighth round pick by Cochran. That might be the draft pick of the year. Got you 34 points last week, buddy. And his workload's only gone up. It's you know, coming out of the bye, six carries. Week after that, 13. Week after that, 16, week after that 20. He's he's really good, man. He only had seventy-seven touches his entire college career. Isn't that fucking wild? And I mean, I don't, I, I, don't want to do the math in my head right now, but I promise you, he's had more than seventy touches this season. already. Um, Cooper Cup, he's just, he's just, he's boomer bust, man. He's going to get you fifteen plus. He's done that four times, or he's going to get you ten or less. He's done that one, two, three, four, five, six times. You know, I don't. You know, I, I look at his playoff schedule. Um, Arizona like that matchup. New England don't don't know how to feel about New England. Just love that matchup, and the Seattle love that matchup. So you, you know, you might keep Cooper Cup in there. Travis Fulgham is honestly benchable slash cuttable. I get it, I get it. He was great for those five week stretch before the bye. The last three games, he's had a combined four catches. I don't know what's happened to the Eagles offense. It's it's dead. Um, You'll lose Gronk to the bye. You're going to p- replace him with Gusecki. I love Gusecki's matchup against Cincinnati this week. Um, You know what? I'm not going to spend much time. I'm not going to do anything else with your team. Honestly, I'm not. Because you you not only are you not playing for anything this week, you have a bye next week. So we'll come back to your team here in two weeks. How about that? And then my next team is going to be um, the disappointments. Michael Kornbrath, who have been anything but disappointing this year. Uh... Once again, this game's kind of mean. This game is meaningless for you, so I'm not going to go super depth in, into depth about this upcoming week. But we'll look at your playoff matchups for some of these guys. Russell Wilson, your playoff matchups are going to be the Jets, which you love, Washington, which isn't bad, and the Rams, which is tough. So it's just going to get progressively harder for you. But you love that Week 14 matchup with the Jets for Russell Wilson. Ronald Jones um, by week this week. So, but then he comes in Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit. Love that schedule for Tampa Bay. If you have Tampa Bay players. You're feeling pretty good. I'm looking at you, friend, with Chris Godwin, and uh, I forget who was Mike Evans. I think it's Stallman, but you love Tampa Bay's playoff matchups. Um, Devonte Adams. Uh, this, look at this playoff schedule: Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee, three of the worst pass defenses in the league. You love that for Devonte Adams in playoffs. Devonte, I don't get why you're starting Devonte Parker. Like I get. He had a good week for you last week. And it, you know, they did play the Jets, however. And they play Cincinnati this week. So maybe you want to start him this week, even though it's meaningless. But then Casey's got a good pass defense. New England, don't know how I feel about them. And Vegas, uh, you like kind of like that matchup. Like, I'll reread you Tennessee schedule if you need to look at it. Start AJ Brown. He's fucking electric. Electric. Travis Kelsey is a monster. Unbelievable. Um, you're starting him every week. Eckler, this is what confused me. Coming off the injury. Had twenty five touches. I I didn't think we'd see Eckler till the fantasy playoffs. We're gonna get him a week earlier than that. Um, his playoff matchups are Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Denver. You kind of like all those. You actually you really like all those. So depending on how that timeshare goes, we'll see how much Run Kelly gets. We'll see how much Jacob or J- Jackson gets. But I kind of like a- a- Austin Eckler coming down the stretch for you. AJ Brown, there's no reason he's on your fucking bench anymore. I'll, I I'm gonna punch you in the throat next time I see you. Deontay Johnson and uh Benny not oh, Benny Sell. The LJ Johnson and Chase Claypool are um, high upside players. Um, the Washington – okay, I, I didn't know this. Washington pass defense is actually the second best in the league. Here's the thing, though. You're going to look at that and be like, oh, tough matchups for these guys. You know why they're the second uh, best pass defense? Because nobody has to throw them because they can just run the ball on them. These numbers are getting kind of skewed with some of these bad teams. So if you anytime Washington has like the number two pass defense and they're what, two and or three and whatever – Throw a red flag up and do a little research on that. Um, So the Pittsburgh playoff schedule is pretty tough. Buffalo, lo- hate that matchup. Cincinnati, love that matchup. And Indy, hate that matchup. So we'll see what you do with those. Antonio Brown, like I said, I love Tampa Bay's um, schedule coming out of the bye, but he's not reliable. He's going to do that. And Benny Snell Jr. and Brian Hill are just handcuffs for you. You should get Todd Gurley back this week. I don't know if James Conner comes back until the playoff, like the NFL playoffs, because like why would they? They're eleven and 0. they don't need it. Benny Snell's fine. So smart on you, handcuff your running backs, boys. Smart on you for having Benny Snell. Okay, that's corn. And now you know. The, I don't think the final two have changed all season. Honestly, I can't. T- I, can- I got to go back and look at these again or listen to these again. But um, number two is Cochran, or Stallman again. We do a quick little breakdown of your upcoming playoffs. God, your team's fine. Okay, you're in a debate between Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom Brady. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to start Tom Brady. Oh well, maybe not. Jesus Christ, you have your Stallman's looking pretty good. Look at his quarterbacks. I've I've given you Tampa Bay's um, schedule a few times. Super easy. Here's Green Bay's, Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee. You love that. You absolutely love that for Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb. Um, you know, Tennessee this week. We're decent against the run. We're awful passing. So you might seem out of the backfield a little bit. Kind of tough here with Baltimore in your first playoff game. You need that bye, pretty much. Because then you get the Jets and the Giants, which, come on. You're going to – Nick Chubb's going to have 25 points in each of those games. Dalvin Cook's hurt. I think he's still going to play. But if they would lose a couple of these upcoming games, maybe they shut him down. And you don't love his playoff matchups. Tampa Bay's got a great run defense. Chicago – Great run defense. New Orleans, great run defense. I don't want to say you can't play Dalvin Cook because he's no more running back in fantasy, but he's got some tough playoff matchups. Expect more eight points than you do the 20. He's averaging 23. got eight last week. Expect closer to the eight points than you do the 23. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I, this is a fascinating strategy Stallman employed, starting both of them. It means any pass Russell Westbrook throws pretty much um, gets these guys fantasy points. He, they have the Jets, Washington, and the Rams, which I I like all those besides the Rams, and they got the Giants this week. I like I you know the Giants like I said kind of tough, weirdly tough pass defense against their number one. But if he's starting both of these, he'll get some production somewhere. Ebron's been um you know uh lower end tight end play Johnny Smith. I'm, I promise you 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 won't regret it. Johnny Smith's the sixth best fantasy tight end, and Eric Ebron's the 16th. It's not, you know, he got you zero points against Indy last week. I get that. But um, Cleveland's pretty bad against tight ends. They're actually the second-worst team in the league against tight ends. Starting this week. Calvin Ridley, um, I'll say it again, maybe a business decision here. Now, he kind of got back on track with 14 points in a touchdown last week. And outside of New Orleans this week, Chargers, Tampa Bay, KC. Tampa Bay and Casey, you don't like that. But the Chargers, and if you get or in a first playoff matchup, you kind of like Coven Ridley starting there. I have told you Mike Evans schedule a million times. Tampa Bay is looking good. I love you having Alexander Madison as the handcuff to Dava Cook if he is injured, which he's questionable right now. I think Cook's gonna play though. McKinnon, um, I mean, at this point now with the return of most start, you can pretty much you can pretty much cut McKinnon. Um, I love Jamal Williams having him as a handcuff to Aaron Jones because, you know, Jamal Williams on his own got you 13 fantasy points last week. Even though he's better than a handcuff. He really is. Him and Latavius Murray are better than handcuffs. And then, yeah. So, uh, God, team's fucking stacked, Salman, i got to say. Really good fucking team here, buddy. Okay. So best team in the league, though. Pretty much hands down. Uh, the Sunnyvale Shithawks. Sean... um. I mean, Herbert kind of let you down last week, 16 fantasy points, but his playoff schedule is Atlanta, Las Vegas, Denver. You'd like all those matchups. Josh Jacobs is hurt. I'm hearing that he might play this week still, but he's going to be banged up. Devontae Booker is his handcuff if you want to go out and get him. Aaron Jones, Green Bay's got a great playoff schedule. Juju Smith-Schuster, you'd like some of the Pittsburgh matchups, especially if they get to Justin – or that's Cleveland – Um you love this Cincinnati matchup. You don't like Buffalo and Indy so much. Uh, you know, the Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen stack has been excellent for you. Evan Ingram looked like he was hurt, came back in the game. He's been, I guess, he's been, you know, he might be overdrafted, but Evan Ingram is a serviceable tight end. And then James Robinson, that's probably the fantasy pickup of the year, I'd say, right? Got him off the waivers for $31. You spend a pretty penny on him, but uh, been uh, awesome for you. And you like his next two games, Minnesota and Tennessee. You kind of like those games. You don't like his finals, Baltimore and Chicago. Those are tough run defenses, even though Chicago may be shutting it down towards the end of the year. We'll see. Maybe the same with Baltimore. They're both older teams, and if they're both eliminated for the playoffs, they might shut it down. Julio, um, you don't know what you're going to get from him. But like I said, you don't like those championship games against Tampa Bay and KC. Kareem Hunt. Uh, service will tighten or running back if you need him. Hayden Hurst is a pretty good tight end. He's a top 10 tight end. So you have a choice between Hayden Hurst and Emmy Ingram every week. Marvin Jones continues to be the number one guy as long as is out, and I don't know if is coming back this year. Jacoby Myers is a sneaky good pickup because um, I, I'll go over. He's the number one guy in uh, New England now. He's got you, well, maybe not. <laughs> He got you five catches for 52 last week, on six targets. He's not getting as big of a target share as he was coming out of the bye. Out of the bye, he was getting 10, 14 targets. Not so much anymore, but hey, he's your 12th man. Why not keep him? And then you did handcuff Josh Jacobs with Devontae Booker. Good job by you. Good job having a handcuff. Okay, and that is my power rankings. I'll do a prediction when I see the seedings of who's going to win the championship and everything. What else do I need to do here? I'm gonna look ahead to next week's matchups. I'm probably gonna call Sean later in the day. I'm recording this in the middle of the afternoon. It's uh, what is it? Two o'clock here. It's two o'clock here. Let me uh, let me do some betting. Look at next week's matchups. Do some betting stuff, and then I'll get Sean in here, and then we'll we'll get out of here and enjoy your fucking weekend until Sunday, and then stress about Sunday. You know, I'm really bummed I didn't get to do a podcast last week because last week was the biggest week of our fantasy season a lot of stuff came down to last week like me Allie and Trevor pretty much out of the playoffs that you know going into last week I could have made a reasonable case of how we could get back into it or climb back into it but not anymore but this week is huge for all four teams out in um cabin and it's huge for the one seed in Cochran's uncles so Let's get into this week's matchups. Uh, let me pull it up here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Delay, delay, delay. Y- yiddle, yiddle, yiddle. Okay. First matchup of the week I'm going to go over is me and Sko. I'm going to tell you about the implications here. I am 6-6. Six six. I would have to win and outscore Hornbath by 120 points. Not going to happen. I'll be the one seed in the loser's bracket. Um, if I would win, I would go to 7-6. and six. Doesn't change anything. Sko wins. He goes to 6-7, and seven, makes the playoffs. He's in. Win and in loses he would fall to 5 and 8 and um worst case would be tied with Trevor Sko Trevor Friend and Garrett worst case he's got enough points for i I feel confident that Sko's going to make the playoffs um i'm going to pick my my own team in this matchup though because why not because fuck it Okay, the next matchup is truly meaningless. It's Korn versus Allie. Allie's gonna be I mean, if she would win, she might get a higher seed in lose the loser bracket, but that doesn't matter. Korn doesn't matter if he wins. If he loses, he'd have to lose so badly. He could honestly not play anybody, and so I probably will not score my hundred and twenty points. Um so yeah, it doesn't matter. Korn's gonna be the three seed too. Th- that's the truly irrelevant game of the week. Okay. Now we move to Trevor and Friend are playing this week. Same as Sko. Friend, you win, you're in. Won't matter. You'll be 6-7. and seven. Doesn't matter if Sko wins. Doesn't matter if Garrett wins. You'll be in the playoffs. You and Sco will, if you guys win, we'll make the playoffs. If you would lose, you would fall to 5-8. and eight. Trevor would improve to 5-8. and eight. You still scored so many points more than him, you would probably have the head-to-head. The question would be if Garrett would win against Cochran, which I'll get to here in a second. If Garrett would win against Cochran, you have a chance of slipping out of the playoffs. Same with Yusko. If you would lose, and Gerard would win, if it if it's by enough points, you have a chance of actually missing the playoffs. So, like I said, Fred win in it. Trevor win, and you need all kinds of luck. You're probably not making it, but you need all kinds of luck. Okay. Um, I'd say the most important game of the week. Stallman is Sean the number one and two teams in my power rankings are going to head-to-head this week. The, the winner gets the bye next week for the playoffs and advances themselves to the semifinals, no matter, no matter what, they're in the semis with a win, which is huge, obviously, right? Um, So that's our biggest game of the week. I'm going to take... I'm actually going to take... I'm going to take in this one... Give me Sean, because I think Dalvin Cook, it might not play. Yeah, give me Sean in that Well, I'm going back and forth. Give me Salmon, actually. Give me Salmon though that one. Okay. And a game that doesn't mean anything for one guy, it means everything for the other guy. Garrett and Cochran play. Okay. Garrett has to win to make the playoffs. He might not even make it if he wins. But to have any chance, he has to win. That would improve him to five and eight. He would also need Sko to lose to me or Friend to lose to Trevor. One or one of the two. Okay. That would get him to five and eight, which would tie him with whoever loses. He's got enough points for that if, if friend would be five and eight, Garrett would make the playoffs. He's got to outscore Sko by five points this week, but if he would do that, he would also make it over Sko if they were tied at five and eight. So Garrett, this is Garrett's biggest week of the year by far. And the good news for Cochran is so there's some bad matchups on the other side and some, you know. I kind of like uh Garrett in this one, to get out of five and make things real interesting. Okay, that's last week. That's next this upcoming week's matchups. Um Let me see what else I, I need to do here. I will I will go over everything that happened next week about how we got to this playoff seating and format and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'll do a betting thing really fast here I know you guys don't care about my betting thing I'll do it though because um, I like to for accountability purposes to see how much money I lost at the end of the year um I actually won money last week which is kind of crazy but uh okay listen if you want if you want my actual betting advice right now whatever you know whatever you have in the bank you I need you to take it out all of it in one big lump sum. And put it on Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. That's my honest, honest. Um, that that that's a surefire, one hundred percent hit. Right now, it's minus four hundred. I'm just saying, if you want a three hundred dollars, put four hundred dollars right now on Mahomes to win MVP. You win, you win, you win hundred dollars. It it is money in the bank. Patrick Mahomes will be the NFL MVP. Write that down right now. As long as he plays one or two more games. Now, if he gets hurt tomorrow, you know, I'm sorry you lost your mortgage or whatever. But that's my honest to God. Um, 100% surefire. Take it home with you. Bet. Um, let me pull up what I got here. Okay. I'm just doing one big parlay with all $50 this week. All 50 bucks. Um, I have the Raiders over the Jets. Dolphins over the Bengals. Vikings over Jacksonville, Seahawks over Giants, and Chiefs over Broncos. Combine all five of those, I'm betting $50. And uh, what is my – what are the odds on that? Betting $50 you're going to win – let me do the math here. You're going to win over $100. Why can't chimneys. Whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's what I'm gonna. That's where my bets are gonna be this week. Um, I'm telling you, Mahomes for MVP. Um, basketball's kicking off here in a couple weeks. I might do something with. Uh, I might do something with the NBA for my betting corner here and give you guys some like long shot MVP odds. Like, I'm gonna put fifty dollars on people like Jokic and um, longer shot guys to win the basketball MVP, a regular season MVP uh when i do that i'll get you guys in on that like last year if Jokic, Yo i think finished fourth or fifth in mvp voting if he would have won i would have won two grand on my 50 dollars bet like i said i was planning a fucking vacation with that money <laughs> okay so that's that's enough of me talking let me uh call sean up um call somebody up here and let them talk for a little bit just it might be 50 minutes it might be half an hour we'll figure it out but okay okay hey guys um just a so- Little uh, PSA here. Sean agreed to come on next week, not this week. So I'm not gonna have any guests. I'm gonna roll right into my outro. Sorry, guys. Good luck this week. Um, we'll get Sean on here next week. All right. I don't know how that conversation went. I'm recording this after. Um, I'm, re- I'm recording this before. But okay, let me do the outro thing here real fast. Uh, reminder: I don't know if we caught this earlier. We're gonna have a. We're, we might have a potentially a four-way tie. A, a, for two playoff spots. Um, we, we're deciding the one seed in my division. Huge week for fantasy. Um, and I'm sorry I didn't get to you guys last week. I, I'm sure I'll get to you guys next week. 100% I'll get to you next week. But, uh, yeah, keep your eye on the games. Um. I gotta, I'm going to beat SCO this week. I'm not worried about that. So that's good news for the Carcassos division. And other than that, I don't have much else. So everybody take care. Um, be safe. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. And,
1: and I'll talk to really, really you guys next week. We'll do some more breakbacks, whatever. Talk to you guys later. It's only really scary because it makes me feel serene. In a way I never thought I'd be because I've never been so grounded and so humbled and so one with everything. I am grounded. I am humbled. I am one with everything. Rock and roll is fun, but if you ever hear someone Say you are huge, look at the moon, look at the stars, look at the sun Look at the ocean and the desert and the mountains and the sky Say I am just a speck of dust inside a giant's eye I am just a speck of dust inside a giant's eye When I saw Jean-Pierre, I really liked it when she said What she said about the giant and the lemmings on the cliff She said I like giants, especially Sometimes, regardless of their size When I go for a drive, I like to pull off to the side of the road And run and jump into the ocean in my clothes I'm smaller than a poppy seed inside a great big bowl And the ocean is a giant that can swallow me whole So I swim for all salvation and I swim to save my soul But my soul is just a whisper trapped inside a tornado So I flip to my back and I float and I sing I am grounded, I am humbled, I am one with everything I am humbled, I am one with everything. So I talked to Jean and almost cried when she said that the giant on the cliff wished that she was dead, and the lemmings on the cliff wished that they were dead. So the giant told the lemmings why they ought to live instead. When she thought of all the reasons that they ought to live instead, it made her reconsider all the sad thoughts in her head. So, thank you Jean-VF, cause you take what is in your head you make things that are so beautiful and share them with your friends We all become important when we realize Our goal should be to figure out our role within the context of the whole And yeah, rock and roll is fun, but if you ever hear someone say you are huge Look at the moon, look at the stars, look at the sun Look at the ocean and the desert and the mountains and the sky Say I am just a speck of dust inside a giant's eye I am just a speck of dust inside a giant's eye I am just a speck of dust inside a giant's eye And I don't want to make her cry Cause I like giants.